Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. You're listening to the Modern Coach Podcast, episode number four. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why you should stop hiding and start thriving. Let's get on with the show. Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and you're about to learn the new way that coaches are building thriving businesses online by rising out from the shadows, owning who they are, and finally understanding the business of coaching. Get ready, because this is where we shed the old age thinking of coaches everywhere and say yes to owning a happy, healthy business that not only impacts people everywhere, but gives you the freedom to do what you want, when you want. This is the Modern Coach Podcast. Welcome one, welcome all. Okay, so today's topic is one that can be a little bit triggering for a lot of coaches out there. And it is one that I seem to spend the majority of my life talking about, (laughs) particularly when it comes to content creation, when it comes to showing up online, and when it comes to owning your magic, as I like to call it. So why do most amazing life-transforming coaches have zero internet presence, have no content to speak of, busy, stuck in their heads, busy doing the busy work of being a coach, and are so reluctant to actually show up online and to actually, you know, own that they're a coach and that they are the best of what they do. And, you know, I sort of thinking about this, actually, because I joined a um, coaching program uh, not too long ago. And the majority of the coaches that are part of said coaching program have no internet presence. <laughs> They're like nowhere to be found. And I found this fascinating that, you know, we have these big name coaches, quote unquote, right? The big names, the big dogs, the majority of them are male, take from that what you will. You know, and we we pay them a lot of money for access to their genius. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? I've got male mentors who I absolutely love, who I promote, who I fangirl over. I've got female mentors who I love and fangirl over, right? But I think that the interesting thing here is, is that a lot of these big name coaches hire other coaches to coach the people in their coaching programs. And I think that this business model is an interesting one to consider because there are different ways for you to be a coach, right? There is different, you can be a corporate coach, you can be hired by a company, you can, you know, be a facilitator in another coach's program, right? And I think that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you being a coach in a different person's company if you don't want to be like the face of the brand, that's an option. And that that's one that we can definitely, you know, discuss and, and explore a little bit further. I think that the interesting part comes, though, with, well, why are these people like there is a specific coach that I'm thinking of in this program who is just so good at what he does. Like, every time I have this, a conversation with this person, whether it's in the Facebook group, whether it's, you know, on a coaching call, whether it's in an in-person capacity, my perspective, everything changes. 
And I almost want to be like, well, I why can't more people know of your magic? Yes, I know you're part of this program and it's amazing and yada, yada, yada. But like, why are you hiding? And this this episode is an homage to that and to all of the other coaches out there who are just so good at what they do, but so few people know it. And, you know, I think a lot of us have this bugaboo about being ourselves online. And I think part of being a modern coach is you becoming more and more of who you are on the interwebs and my aim every single year and this is literally something that we measure (laughs) every year is like how much of me am I being online am I pretending to be something I'm not am I showcasing all of the facets of my personality am I being silly am I being funny you know am I doing weird voices am I I don't know, doing, you know, odd accents, (laughs) like all of the different weird and fun and wild things that make me me, how much of that am I being online? And that is something I literally measure, but I'm, you know, I'm an oddball, so I'm not necessarily saying that you have to measure these things, but I think that it's something to be considered of why are you reluctant to be you on the interwebs? What is it that makes you think no, fuck, I can't, can't say that, or no, I could never post that, like, a lot of my clients say this to me, like, I can't, I can't believe you just wrote this email, like, oh my god, I've been thinking that, but I haven't been able to say it, and I think that you as a coach, it's your job to say the things that people are thinking, right, is to expose those different facets of the industry that are questionable, it's to expose the thoughts that people are having, but are not willing to share, I think that is part of you being a coach. So what is it that stops us from actually saying the things, from doing the do's, from, you know, showing up as ourselves online, as as wanky as that sounds? And I think it's it's this, it's the judgment of others, it's the fear of the fact that, oh my god, how can I say this? And I remember I sent this email a few weeks ago, um, the title of which was The Wank Circle of Coaching, or the, the Coaching Wank Circle, something along those lines. And it was something that really triggered me, honestly. So I had this amazing industry friend who I'd gotten really close with, and she was doing her first ever speaking event and uh, she asked me whether I wanted to come along with her and if she asked me if I could help her with her speech so of course I jumped at the opportunity like a fun with friends and b like really great experience helping someone put together a speech so we went to this event and I wasn't really sure what I was doing like you know having that conversation like what do I call myself am I a messaging architect am I a funnel architect am I a messaging strategist am I a coach Am I, you know, the goddess of light, the goddess of what's mythery? Who am I? Who will tell me who I am? I was having one of those like existential moments in my business. And at that point, I was sort of susceptible to any sort of messaging that would come my way. And this dude came, you know, it was the only guy that that was speaking in the event. He came up to the stage and he was funny and compelling and, you know, made great marketing points and he basically said well you know welcome you're in the coaching wank circle where it's basically a big pyramid scheme and I remember this being like oh my god I don't want to be in a pyramid scheme that sounds dangerous and it sounds terrible and you know I don't want to be one of those coaches like one of those coaches right the ones that take advantage of you the ones that do do this this and this I didn't want to be part of that industry and instead of you know, deciding that I wanted to shape the industry to be something else, I was like, uh, fuck this bullshit. What I'm going to do is I'm going to call myself a strategist. I'm going to just do done for you work for clients. 
and you know goodbye thank you so much obviously this did not pan out because if you're meant to be a coach you're going to coach anyway uh (laughs) and you're going to end up you know being in the same cycle yada 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 so I really had this idea at the forefront and as I was writing that email about like what does it actually mean to be a coach and and why should we call ourselves coaches and what does it mean to be you know a modern coach as I was as I was thinking about starting this podcast I remember having that feeling when I was talking to the people after that talk of like oh like that dude like made a really good point about it being like a pyramid scheme and the fact that we I only want to work with women like why why is that happening why do I only want to work with women you know and what have the men in my life done to deserve being abandoned right and let's face it there are lots of male coaches who help males and it's absolutely fine like no one is going after them but us in the female space we sort of feel like we're being almost harassed for the business choices that we're making there's nothing wrong with you being a woman and wanting to help women there's also nothing wrong with you being a man and wanting to help men or there's nothing wrong with you wanting to help everyone there's nothing wrong for you to niche or not niche like there is no right or wrong and i think this is one of the recurring themes that i want everyone to hear is that there is not one way to do business there is no one way like there is no one only best way to do the things that you want to do It's absolutely up to you to figure that out for yourself because everyone is different. And I think that the one takeaway that I had thinking about that experience was this, that it enabled me to keep hiding who I actually was based on some pretty words and a pretty speech from a keynote speaker. And wasn't it interesting that those words played into my worst fears about calling myself a coach and they let me hide myself away they let me stay in my comfort zone of doing done for you work for people instead of actually fully coming out and coming out of the coaching closet and being like hello I have arrived I coach people for a living and even having those feelings about naming yourself a certain way as if like if I call myself a coach today that's all I will ever be for the rest of eternity but I'm not just a coach. I'm also a great strategist. I'm also a great sister. I'm a great daughter. I'm a great partner. I'm a great this, 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 and this, right? Calling yourself one thing will not make any of those other experiences any less valid. And I think sometimes we forget that. And sometimes we let our innermost fears dictate who and how we show up, right? Particularly online. And I want you to know that, you know, it's absolutely normal for you to be uncomfortable starting your own thing. Like we, as if you look at human psychology and just the pack mentality, it's literally wired into our DNA that we are supposed to be part of a pack. So you standing out and shouting from the rooftops and becoming, you know, your monkey mind thinks that you are trying to become alpha and your monkey mind doesn't know the difference. You're just posting on Facebook, but everything in you and your past past genetics are telling you, oh my God, this is scary, right? So like kudos to you for showing up whenever you are. But I want you to understand that in your monkey mind, in the mind that, you know, came from before, that level of exposure can be triggering. And there's nothing wrong with you feeling a certain way about, you know, showing up and and being visible and 
essentially exposing yourself to the criticism of others. Like, no one wants that. <laughs> if I line up, like, 20 people in, in a row and say, hey, who would like to be judged online? No one's likely, let's say, to say yes to that as a positive experience. However, if we start to reframe how we see ourselves online and we start to reframe and say to ourselves, like, me showing up every day is going to help my ideal soulmate people discover me. It's going to help my ideal soulmate people make the right buying decision. Because I promise you that the people who are ready and willing to invest to work with you, the people who need your help are just waiting for you to show up. So if we stop hiding and actually start posting the things that we want to post, if we actually start showing people that you on the other side of, of your headphones, you're a fun, happy, healthy, interesting, multifaceted, multidimensional being who has so much more to offer to the world versus doing like the 365 posts of the year and copy and pasting the same bullshit content that no one wants to listen to or read. You know, like what about your perspective? Let's stop regurgitating the same old bullshit, the same old stuff that everyone is saying and doing and actually start to become a bit more strategic about what we say, how we say it and show up online with a purpose. Like, well, let's stop posting for the sake of posting. No one wants to read your favorite freaking affirmations, right? No one wants to see the same like, good morning, money, magic Monday post. And I say this, you know, with jest because we all post that type of stuff. But if it's not interspersed with really valuable, great, actionable content, then what are we e even doing showing up online? Why are we doing this thing if not to change people's lives? And I believe that my content is an extension of my body of work and is going to only make the case for my clients to start working with me. It's only going to make the case for why I'm the coach to help that person, right, do the thing that they want to do. So, you know, it's, it's my job, I feel, to help you own your genius. It's my mission in life to help you see that what you have to offer to the world, all of your wealth of experience, is worth it. And it's worth talking about. And it's worth exposing. And it's worth massaging. And it's worth you creating more than you're consuming. And I think if there is one takeaway from all of my work, and, and the one takeaway that I want you to have is that if you stopped consuming quite so much, you would have so much more time to create, you know, and this is a conversation that I have with my partner quite a lot, uh, you know, he's a writer and he loves watching stuff, and I would indulge these binge fests, and I would be part of the problem, if, if not the problem, because I like to sit down and just watch everything. Nothing against binging shows, BT dubs, like, I really, I love binging TV shows in general, but there came a point where I was like, is this really a great use of my time, or can I be doing other things? Like, why am I not posting content, but I'm okay watching 10 hours of a TV show that I could watch whenever? And I think a lot of us are like that. A lot of us are scrolling, like myself included. I'm not a saint at this. But a lot of us like jump onto Instagram and then 50 hours later, we're like, oh my God, all I've done is watch the same reel over and over again. And I think there is this like overindulgence in the consumption of content. And instead of thinking about it like this, like, oh my God, I'm losing all of this time where I could be impacting people, where I could be talking to more people, where I could be doing the things that I want to be doing and creating the life I want to be creating. And instead, what we're doing is scrolling on Instagram and then thinking like, oh my God, where, where is the time gone? 
Like, where, where is it? And how many of us have looked up from my computer and been like, oh my god, how is it five o'clock? <laughs> where is the day gone? And I want you to stop hiding and stop prioritizing everyone else around you and stop prioritizing you. What is going to move your business forward? Well, in my experience, it's always going to be content creation. Even if you're not a pro at content creation, if you're not a pro at showing up online and doing the social media things, quote unquote, then that's okay. You don't have to be a pro, but I still want you to show up and, and develop that muscle. It's a little bit like me sitting here and saying, I would really like abs, but let me order a pizza and three desserts. Like I'm unlikely to get abs from having pizza and three desserts every single day. And if I don't ever work out and watch my nutrition, then how can I ever expect to get better? Like, it's the same thing with content. People who are like, I suck at writing content. I'm like, okay, well, when was the last time you actually sat down and wrote some? Like, hashtag, you know, sorry, truth bomb, or whatever it is, right? I want you to hear yourself when you say to yourself, I'm not a good at writing content, but when was the last time you actually made a concerted effort to sit down and write with intention? When was the last time you decided, no, actually, I'm going to make the social media thing work for me? And I think so many of us convince ourselves that we're not good enough, we're not this, we're not that, we're not expert enough, blah, 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 blah. And actually, it's all just a big fat excuse for not making the time, not carving out the time in our schedule. And in my humble opinion, content creation needs to be the thing that you prioritize every single day. It needs to be the thing that is at the top of your calendar because it is the thing that is going to move your digital business forward. If you want to be a coach who is free to do what she wants when she wants, and now I'm assuming if you're here, then that's you, then I want you to think about how am I starting my day? Am I starting my day by doing a 50-hour mindset routine that is doing fuck all to progress my business? Am I spending my morning checking in with clients who, again, like clients are important, but if you're putting their oxygen mask on first instead of your own, what are we prioritizing? You know, if you're telling yourself, well, I'll just start that tomorrow instead of starting it right this very second, who are you appeasing with that? Are you helping yourself? Are you being the coach that you're supposed to be, not prioritizing the things that you want to do? And what would you say to your clients in that case? Like, it's time to stop hiding and it's time for you to, you know, like, stop listening to messages like, you don't need to show up online, you don't need to do this, like, just make a webinar funnel. Okay, do you have an unlimited budget to spend on ads? Most of you don't. <laughs> I know I didn't when I first, you know, dove into this coaching world. Even when I was making, like, stable income and covering my bills, I still didn't have enough to spend on ads to the point where, you know... Like my my favorite ad strategist, she says this, um, like ads money is money that you can put in a bag and set on fire in your backyard and be okay with it. Like unless you have money that you are happy to put in a bag and set on fire in your backyard, then we need to have a cold, hard conversation about the, the blasé nature of coaches everywhere thinking that they can just, you know, wish upon a money candle and all of the clients will come to them. And I'm really sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but you telling people about your offer is what's going to give people the opportunity to invest in working with you. And you consistently telling people about your offer and what you do is the only way that you're going to have consistency in your business. And how many of us want that, right? It's as if you stopping and starting, you, you know, not showing up online every single day is the thing that is keeping you back. And I'm here to tell you that it probably nine times out of 10 is. 
Now, don't get me wrong, there are lots of people who do have the money to spend on ads and are quite happy, you know, reinvesting, yada, yada, yada. That's okay. That's a strategy too. But most coaches, in my experience, most hidden experts who are coaches are hidden, they're stuck, they're not thriving because they're not willing to put showing up as the number one priority in their business. And I feel that it's a massive disservice to all of the people out there who need your help when you're doing that. And it's a massive disservice to you as a person too, because you're essentially, you're in a cycle of self-sabotage and you don't even realize it. Because by you not prioritizing showing up, you're not owning your genius, you're not flexing your creative muscles, you're not admitting what you actually really want. And what most coaches want is that recognition, is that higher you know, level of impact. And the way that we have higher level of impact is by talking to more people. So what's the first step that you need to take in order to stop hiding and start thriving? In my experience, it boils down to this. Showing up every single day, I want you to put a 60-minute block at the top of your calendar and prioritize that as non-negotiable showing up time. Can you create a post? Can you do a story? Start by focusing just on one platform. I'm not asking you to show up in all of the places. I don't need you to be the TikTok queen, the Instagram queen, the Facebook queen, and all of the above, right? What I want for you is to pick a platform and just show up on it with intention. Like, that seems very, very simple, but ultimately, the only way that you'll stop hiding is by committing to showing up in one place consistently. So it's a bit like going to the gym. And I want you to start thinking about, okay, well, how can I start impacting more and more people and where do they want to hang out? My platform of choice usually, I would say, is Facebook because most of my clients hang out on Facebook, yada, yada, yada. But it doesn't mean that your platform of choice needs to be that. Like, my clients make headways on TikTok and on Instagram. You know, when Clubhouse was a thing, one of my coaches was on Clubhouse. Like, the platform is just the place to show up. Again, it's a bit like the gym. You can go to any gym in any country. But if you've developed that habit of going consistently, then that's where the magic happens. It's in the consistency of the showing up, not the actual equipment that you're using. So I think that, you know, for you to stop giving, you know, your power away and for you to stop sabotaging yourself, you need to prioritize your business first. Putting that oxygen mask on first is always going to be the best first step in you creating the business that you ultimately want. And I see so many coaches go into their Voxer notifications, go into their, you know, emails first thing in the morning and then get diverted when actually what they need to be doing is they need to be sitting down at their desk, creating content, thinking about what are the metrics that I need to be measuring and then going, you know, deeper and deeper into implementing that plan, into actually actioning on those metrics And so many coaches don't view their business as a business. They view it as like a nice side hobby where they get to talk to clients once a week or whatever. And I'm here to tell you that like part of being a business owner is showing up every day. Like (laughs) Amazon doesn't take a break because it's it's sad or because it's having, you know, a bit of a bad week or it has period cramps. Like Amazon is there every single day. Amazon the business is different to Amazon of whoever is running Amazon at this moment in time. And it's the same thing with you. You as the business owner are different from the business that you're leading. And I want you to start separating those two things because you showing up within your business, that's a non-negotiable thing. Your business needs content. Your business needs the lifeblood. Your business needs metrics to track. 
you as a business owner might need a day off here or there and that's okay. But then what are we putting in place in order to make sure that the business is functioning, right? And I think part of being a modern coach is you understanding that you are different to your business. They're not one in the same. Your wealth of experience brings it to the forefront, right? Your wealth of experience is what drives the, the messaging. It drives the content. It drives the, the, the creation of the program that you're, you know, selling, but the business itself has needs too. And are you actually fulfilling them or are you, are you essentially in an abusive relationship with your business? And I think one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn was that, yes, I was not showing up consistently. Yes, I wasn't sure about all of the things that I needed to do. Yes, like it sucked <laughs> having to put those pla things in place and they're still in progress. But actually, those are non-negotiable things that I had to do in order to actually have a business that creates that freedom. And sometimes we have to do the hard things in order to, you know, get the things that we want. And that's, that's not a bad thing. That just means that we have to reframe them. We have to, you know, look at an easier way. We have to discover. We have to learn. We have to evolve, right? But if we're not willing to even show up, then there's a problem. And I think that showing up is always the first step. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that you can stop hiding and go forth and show up in the way that I know you've always meant to. So I'll see you in the next episode. For now, goodbye. Are you stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically? Good news, Magnetic Mavens is here to help you be unforgettable. Our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story. In this membership, you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm. It's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.